wholeness comes from the inside out. When we're living congruently with our values, there's happiness because there is that sense of wholeness. Is wholeness is when the way of your being matches the truth of your being. Today I want to start a series where we are going to discuss the book The Fifth Agreement by Don Miguel Ruiz, and he is most famous for the book The Four Agreements, which is a fabulous book and it's sold millions and millions of copies and is probably his most popular book. But and I love that book, but when I read The Fifth Agreement, it took it all to a whole new level and and it's a difficult book to read by very definition of what he teaches you in the book. So I think it's uh, important or valuable to stop and take a moment to look at what he's saying on a deeper level in the fifth agreement. But before we start that, we have to discuss the four agreements. Now, you don't have to have read the four agreements to enjoy the fifth agreement, um, but it's not necessarily bad to, to know these things in the four agreements it's a way of interacting and reprogramming yourself to see things in a new way, um, to really see how we interact with each other, how we take information into our lives from other people and what we do with that information. So he, he talks a lot about uh, a, a society called the Toltecs. They were... Um, they, they are, they're still, he considers himself a Toltec, but it is a, it was a civilization that existed in Mexico and an ancient civilization. And like many other ancient civilizations, just saw things from a higher perspective and were able to cut through some of the nonsense that we have kind of taken on as reality in our modern day way of thinking. So in the book, The Four Agreements, he talks about there's four things that if we agree to these things, if we decide that we can bring these principles into our lives, then our lives change and become more enlightened, become, uh, we have a, maybe feel happier. We, have, we walk through life with more at ease because we let go of some of the things that are causing that Disease. So the four agreements, the first agreement he talks about is be impeccable with your word. Now, these agreements he repeats and discusses throughout the fifth agreement book. So we will talk about these more in depth. But just in this introduction, I just wanted to kind of nod my head and give homage to the four agreements because that is um, the most popular book that he's written. And I think it's because the fifth agreement is so difficult to understand simply because of the concepts that he's teaching. So I'm thrilled to kind of dissect those and interpret those for you. Hopefully that it could bring some clarity and some relief to some of these deep questions we have in our life. So back to the, to the four agreements. The first agreement that we can make with ourselves in order to move forward in a better way of living life Number one, be impeccable with your word. And he talks about speaking with integrity. And what was really fascinating in both of these books is the way that um, Don 
Miguel Ruiz is able to really describe the way that we do interact in the world. And one of the things that we do is we have these agreements with each other in communication that a nod means something or that a smile means something when there is actually nothing said we have an agreement about what those mean and sometimes we use words in a way that only that make the other person have to figure out what we're thinking and that's not being impeccable with your word being impeccable with your word is being able to speak what you want and to be able to understand what other people want in a clear clear manner and with integrity and with truth and to say only what you mean sometimes we don't do that we 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 there's so many times that we infer things and it really uh, did a good it was it's really good in this book to slow those things down and realize how much inferring we do when we're walking along and we see somebody and they have a a look on their face we infer that that has something to do with us we we make an agreement with ourselves that that automatically means this their look equals whatever we feel and sometimes it's true but we need to at least recognize and that's what this book is about recognizing that that's what we are doing, to step back and accept that and see that. Being impeccable with your word is also about using the word or speaking. Don't use it against yourself and don't gossip about other people. There's no need to put yourself down. There's, there's nothing that comes out of putting yourself down that is valuable to the world. There's nothing about putting someone else down that adds value to the world. And being impeccable with your word is a way to become aware of how we do that to ourselves. And that many times as we do it in gossip or about others, that there's a hint there about what we're saying about ourselves. So it also talks about using the power of your word as a creative tool. And he gets into that. We're going to talk about that in the fifth agreement about the creation power of the word and, and, and the fact that it's so important what we speak, that we speak impeccably. One of the things I loved about him is English is his second language. I don't know what the word for impeccable is in Spanish, but what an amazing word impeccable is. It brings up so many great adjectives to describe being well with it, being true to it. Impeccable is just a great word. It's just a great word. The second agreement that he talks about is don't take anything anything personally. So if we are very aware of our own word and what we do, and we can begin to see why we've kind of used these words in strange ways to hurt ourselves and to hurt others and what they mean and the the agreements we have about these words, then we see how we have used them kind of off and therefore understand that other people are doing that too. And therefore we will not take what other people say personally. That nothing anyone does is because of you. We all are in this little self universe, the self cosmos, and we are seeing things through our own two eyes and we react and act 
according to the, our own perception that if we're doing that, others are doing that as well. And so their reaction, our reactions, our actions, their actions are all being motivated by our own experience and therefore are not personal to the other person or them to us. So if we don't take them personally, if we see that grimace on another person's face as their grimace and we don't take it personally that has anything to do with us, even if it's like, oh, they might be angry at us, it's their anger. We don't take it personally because humans don't work that way. Humans are always working through their own lenses. Also, when you don't take things personally, you let people have their own experience. So imagine if in that interaction of someone seeing you and you and them having a scowl on their face and maybe they are even angry at you and you just simply allow them that scowl, allow them that anger. Too often we just immediately resist and push it back as if that resentment or that look really has power over us and we have if we're impeccable with our own word then we know we have done our best and we 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 don't need to and if we don't allow others to take our stuff personally we don't need to explain ourselves we can have a whole different conversation from that look allowing them to have that frustration and even if they speak it out We can allow them that frustration instead of this automatic wall we put up. Needing them to change their mind feels like a necessity when in actuality it doesn't feed us at all. We can allow them all their emotions, all of their feelings, and it doesn't necessarily impact our world. It feels that way, but it doesn't necessarily impact our world when we don't take it personally, when it's their emotion and not our cause, then uh, it changes and shifts everything. The third agreement is don't make assumptions. And this goes back again to our example of seeing that scowl on somebody's face. What is actually happening is we are assuming that they are angry with us. We are assuming that that look is actually communicating and and that and the words are really not coming we also assume that that look is about us and we've taken it personally so one of the best things we can do is to just end all assumptions altogether and how we do that is finding the ways to actually ask the questions to use our word impeccably to express what we want and to ask others what they want and to get curious about uh, those kinds of uh, interactions back and forth without taking anything personally without making the assumption as we do we clear a whole path for clearer and and better communication it's amazing when you understand these uh, these agreements especially this one about don't make assumptions, you start to realize how many times we make assumptions, how many times we take everything personally. Those two things uh, are so deep in our DNA as human beings. 
and we think them to be real, but they are not. They are just something that we pass down from generation to generation. It's something that our society perpetuates. And when we can see it and begin to look at it, then we can start to make changes in our lives and others. In order to not make assumptions, we need to make sure that we communicate clearly with others and avoid this avoids all sadness and all drama when we don't assume. The fourth agreement is always do your best. And this by far is the king of the four agreements. It allows us to be our best at all times and recognize that that best changes. It can change from moment to moment. And it definitely changes from experience, from where, whether we're feeling healthy physically, whether our mental state is in balance, whether our emotions are energizing and, um, and we are not working with depleting emotions. Those things will change our ability to, to do our best. And even in the fifth agreement, he says, it's not that sometimes we give 50% and sometimes we give 60%. We are always giving 100% with this agreement. We, we, we commit ourselves to being 100%. It's just that that 100% looks different at different times and for different reasons. If we can just allow ourselves to always simply do our best, to do our best with being impeccable with our word, to do our very best with not taking things personally, to do our best with not making assumptions about, about what's happening in the world around us, then we can begin to live in a place where we feel empowered. That's a, such an empowering place to live and to, and to move from and to create from. When we are doing our best and just allow ourselves, when we commit to that 100%, then we can avoid all of those guilt, shame, regret. We can, those automatically go to the side because we are always doing our best, allowing for the fact that our best changes. And once we make that commitment to always do our best, that we don't have to ask that question again. We don't have to look back at something we did and say, why did I do that? Because we were doing our best. And it lets a lot of those kind of unnecessary, all that time and energy that we put toward that unnecessary shame and guilt. Shame and guilt, regret. Very few of us learn and grow and get better by being motivated with shame, fear, regret, that those are unmotivating. And if they aren't unmotivating, then let's find a way to move past them and to not have them in our experiences as much as possible. Those are the four agreements from the book, The Four Agreements. And as we move into the fifth agreement, what happens in the fifth agreement is such an amazing journey of reanalyzing all that we have thought about what we think is real. And it's a really difficult book. I think, I don't know if everybody 
can handle it because he'll use strong words. He, I think he uses the word lie. It's a very strong word. All of that's just a lie. And it brings up a lot of anxious feelings within yourself because, because you're assuming that he is talking about something that is personal to you. You assume that when he uses some of this language that he's talking to you personally, which again, keep in mind that the four agreements, so so that fifth agreement is very much a practice of the four agreements in order to understand what the book is about. It's so layered. So many levels of consciousness can come from reading this book. I, I just loved it. But the fifth agreement, we're going to... Um, give a little preview. The fifth agreement is doubt, but learn to listen. And the way that he maps out the idea of the way to get out of understanding, in my words, the way to start to create your own life is this fifth agreement to doubt, let information come in. Don't just bring it into your system immediately. Don't just take it at full face value. You know, it, this, this doubt is about saying, wait, here's this information coming. What is this person being impe- impeccable with their word? Am I taking it personally? What assumptions am I making? What is my best at this point? It's, it's kind of like all of them put together, but I'm going to stop for a minute instead of taking this information, whether it's a look, whether it's words, whether it is anything that we, that is communication, I'm going to stop for a minute before I just react or allow myself to to take in that information. I'm going to doubt and then I'm going to listen for a minute as far as what and think about what this means to me. And it's it feels like it's a slow process, but it becomes just an instinct. And that instinct is powerful because the only enemy that we have in the world is our insides, the way we feel about what's happening on the outside. It, it feels true that what's happening on the outside of us has a lot of power about what's having, what's going on on the inside, as far as especially I'm talking about sensations in the body of worry, fear, anger. But the truth is they're unrelated. The truth is, is they're two separate experiences what's happening on the outside and what's happening on the inside are two separate experiences and we don't have the power to control what happens on the outside but we have the power to maybe not control controls maybe not a great word but to understand why we're having this reaction and to practice if that's the reaction that we would like to have or not like to have practice using those sensations to teach us what's happening. That's the that's how our sensations work. When we have fear, we feel a sensation and that sensation makes us feel like something's wrong and then we move into doing something different. But if we stop and doubt that fear for just a minute and question it and see if it's valid, see if it's really causing us to change directions, or simply move into that direction. And fear as in I shouldn't move forward and fear as in this is difficult and I have to move forward can feel the very same in the body. So it takes that 
little bit of curiosity, that moment of doubt. So that, and then the listening, super important, the listening part of it to understand how we participate, how we show up in it. So I'm super excited to start this journey, the fifth agreement, get the book. I have the audio book. I really, really like the audio version. That's just the space that I'm in. So get the book. We're going to go chapter by chapter. Maybe we might combine a couple chapters. I'm not sure, but we're going to take it in chunks. So you don't have to read the whole book before we start, but get the book, ask me questions, send in some quotes that you liked, quotes that you didn't like, and I'll try and address them as we go through the book. But I'm super excited. The Fifth Agreement by Don Miguel Ruiz. Get the book however you like it, and we'll see you next time. and growth at thewholenessnetwork.com.